0: We hope you'll listen to Exit Radio Show while you're on the go on your mobile phone by just downloading our app at ExitCoachRadio.com. You just have to put that into your browser and it'll come up and you can carry us with uh, and listen at any time. My, my next guest is Sam Wazen. Um, Sam is joining us from Minds Rising. Sam, I hope I got your name right there. From Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and they're in the business of helping leaders, business owners, organizations, or aspiring entrepreneurs to achieve breakthrough results by harnessing harmony for sustainable prosperity. And listeners are going to learn how to remove mental fences to intellectually rise. And of course, that's something we always want to hear about. So Sam, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for hosting me.
0: Sam, sorry about the wait there. We're going to give you your your full 20-minute interview here. But before we get started uh, on the topic, can you tell us a little bit about you and your background?
1: Sure, I have a um background in uh undergraduate degree in computer math, and then a master's in operations management um, from the U.S., and uh, I'm an immigrant uh, from the Middle East. I also, after working in the corporation for about 15 years, ranging from uh, entering the workforce through manpower as a temporary employee to exiting the corporation as a a senior manager in a big five consulting firm, a manager in a consulting firm, And then running a practice, I opened and started a business from scratch in 2000, and sold it in 2005. And um, I then did some consulting work for the Wall Street Office Media, Wall Street Journal Office Media, and ran a small software company. And threw all that away to write a novel, uh, which is inspired by my life, which would be about 50 to 60% uh, experiences that I had a first-hand account with, and then uh, transformed uh, four years ago, uh, enabled by the novel three years ago, to be a speaker on achieving harmony and peace. And while I was doing all these talks, uh, over 170 talks now uh, in various places, I um, went back to um, my thinking that organizations are made out of people as well, and there is a big room for understanding what harmony really means inside organizations and within teams. So that's, in a summary, my journey
0: well you 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 said a lot there there's and there you're right there's uh <laughs> harmony is is one of those things that people talk about but they a lot of times there are undertones that you know there are deep dark undertones in situations mm-hmm. especially businesses they can they can really crop mm-hmm. up in businesses when people mm-hmm. uh, act like they're on the same page but they're really not so they really need to understand mm-hmm. how that works and one of the things you talk about is is removing mental fences to uh, intellectually rise and what do you mean by that
1: thank you for asking there are various inhibitions that we all have that we are predisposed to um, find uh, that we are predisposed to act within they are the limitations I will give you my personal experience with it and then we can peel the layers as needed I have um, lived uh, since I was 10 and a half years old till I was 25 inside a combat zone during the Lebanese Civil War. And uh, the first two years of which I um, we lived alternating between the stairways and underground garage depot, depending on the gun battles and the caliber of rockets exploding around us. So um, I grew up pretty much during that whole period of time um, in a lesser normal, but... Mm. People around me seemed to live in it as if that was the normal. And during the entire time, I failed. I failed in school. Uh, Books were the last thing on my mind. Uh, When I returned, when the schools resumed after shutting down and returned to school, I didn't understand why schools operated in the first place when um there was war all around and the jobs were to be militia a militia um soldier if you want uh, a militia man and um Books really didn't matter to me. You take the candlestick and you try to read, and the candle light flickers and the page just changes colors and I failed and um in that culture you when you fail you don't uh, and you're that young at fourteen and fifteen years old, you really don't have the intellectual uh and emotional abilities and faculties to think that it's not your fault. You blame everything on yourself so Coming to the United States, uh, I was 25 years old and um, I found myself um, motivated by running away from that underworld that uh, I subscribed to and uh, in a place where you really go as fast as you can, it's all up to you. So. Um, when I was motivated to run away from misery, if you want to put it that way, I, on the other hand, was inspired to prosper here in the U.S. And in pursuit of that prosperity, and I'm talking about not just financial prosperity, but spiritually and emotionally, in that pursuit and without the daily struggles of survivor survival, mm-hmm. I found myself bumping into these mental barriers. What, why am I not doing certain things that everybody seems to be comfortable doing. Why am I not getting the promotion that I thought I would get when I am working harder and sometimes during sometimes than others or as good as others are and it was the little things the way i (laughs) the way i addressed Mm -hmm. people the way i acted around people the way my hair (laughs) locked my Uh white sports socks on black shiny shoes little things like this that were barriers to to overcome and i just took them down one at a time with the help of people who cared and by opening my mind and heart to adapt and integrate myself to the United States and to the Western ways of being civilized. And when you do that, then you begin to experience prosperity and harmony with people around you. And it's adaptation and integration, not to be confused with trying to fit in.
0: Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. They're very well put because some people might say, "Well, but you just took away your identity, and I don't want to do that." And a lot of a lot of people these days are saying, "I don't, I don't want to wear, I want to wear white socks. I mean, (laughs) I don't care about that, and I want to be different." But what you're saying is, is that it's just it's more of a metaphor. For, for those those are fences that were keeping you out of of the norm of of being able to then move forward, but people have those mentally as well
1: yes i mean listen i i in the United states today i would not if I want to promote somebody to be client facing I expect that person to have a presence, a way of speaking, a way of responding to problems positively, and certain behaviors and appearances. Um, So I put myself in the shoes of those around me and I looked around and I said, well, I wanna be there, I need to make some changes. So forget going chasing food or light or water and standing in line. This is these are the new rules I need to play. I need to understand how this works. So I like to think that I am highly flexible with style but strong in principle. I'm not giving away of any any of my beliefs and what could be right. uh value um i it 's actually i 'll tell you now my values are a combination of what I think is positive from where I came from and what I think is positive in the United States, so uh, identity has no place for me in that I am just going to absorb whatever is best
0: <laughs> yeah you yeah, know and you know you you make a good point, and that is you know there 's kind of a bell curve of acceptance where you you have to be. Um, who's your audience? Who are you trying to market to? Who are you trying to Mm -hmm. find acceptance from? You need Mm -hmm. to, uh, at some point, live up to their expectations to be on equal footing so you can move forward and not not you know exactly in, you know not to give yourself uh uh give yourself a a chance to move forward and to do that you have That's to make right. have to realizations that that uh, they're expecting me to to be maybe have a certain look or or have a certain talk or a certain level of knowledge about what I'm talking about now the rest That's is up right. to me the rest is up That's to That's
1: right. Give them the comfort. What's wrong with that? Give no, people not, around absolutely. you the comfort that you're not going to be um, a weirdo or a strange acting, unpredictable person in a new setting. Just just do your part. It's okay. It's okay. No, Actually, no. you want to learn things to be – you are in a new community. You want to adapt to that community, pick up on the habits, the patterns, and behaviors. And, you know, as an immigrant, I chose to be here. No one forced me. Therefore, and I was inspired to be here as well. Therefore, uh, I am going to open my mind and heart and take it all away, you know?
0: Right. Well, it's amazing you're, with your background and so much, um, so much brutal uncertainty. I mean, everybody has uncertainty mm-hmm. in their life, but you mm-hmm. had what mm-hmm. I would call brutal uncertainty. I mean, anything could crashing through your house at any time you were just living in a combat zone I can't imagine the stress and the the framework the frame of mind that puts you in on a daily basis to overcome that Uh, just to come to somewhere where there wasn't a war going on must have just Mm -hmm. been an an incredible I mean you feel like hey I could deal with that I can deal with anything
1: oh yes (laughs) right Right? and my wife tells me the same thing she says you're a survivor I said that's great I'm a survivor now I need to prosper survival doesn't guarantee anything, okay? I don't want to keep fixing cars. I want to drive my car to a new place. (laughs) Very good. So there is a really different, there is a shift in in thinking in in that aspect. But yes, uh, just to give you a a 20, 20, 30 second overview, just to make sure uh, whoever listens and the listeners uh, understand the picture in a combat zone, the streets are full of debris, shards of glass, craters, rubble. Um, You don't have windows on your, um, glass on your windows. It's all plastic sheets because bombs just destroyed them or from the pressure of explosions. They shatter snipers, uh, fire at every intersection. You run behind screens uh, in order to cross the street. And uh, at night, you don't know who's making progress. You never know when you're going to be away from um, being slaughtered because we only live 400 miles away from the frontier with the quote unquote the enemy. Um enemies always shifted by the way. So so that's the picture. But uh listen, it's um every day is a great day in a place where it's not like that. Uh so I don't carry what um most people do carry about um that I have all that fear and terror and of course I can't put my finger on all of this but I tell you it's worse off for somebody who lives in the United States to grow up here and reach 25 and do my life in reverse. To go back mm. after living in peace and with civility and civility and where law, or laws are respected and enforced and go back to a lawless place, that is more problematic than my journey because that is very, you, this is where I understand and fully understand why some soldiers return and uh, take their lives away. Yes. You see I grew up believing that was normal. Now every day is a great day. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. But yes, to yes, live yes. every day is a great day and be thrown back at an older age in that environment, that's that's not that's not easy. So, so anyway, yeah, we, we oh, can yeah, talk forever can. about that. <laughs>
0: oh it's, it's it is it's fascinating and you know it's uh it's all things that happen uh circumstantially people go from great situations to to bad situations and and the opposite and when you come mm-hmm. from a bad situation into another situation there's still challenges there are economic challenges mm-hmm. there are yeah. you know yeah. what's my life about what kind of life do I want to live uh, but yes. like you said people people still come no matter where you grew up you've still got these mental fences and these are beliefs that you hold yes. that that may yes. not be true, uh, and you need someone mm-hmm. to help you understand why that barrier might be keeping you back. And and what's what are some of the first steps to understanding why those barriers are holding people back?
1: No, thank you for asking. I I think you know that's that's a very, the most difficult question for me to answer. I think that first of all, you need to let yourself know that to to, to look back and say is there really anything worth moving forward from this? Good point. <laughs> what is salvageable here? You want to just go scrap everything and try everything else. And if you leave, like I said in the beginning, if you leave a place where it was uh, there was famine and destruction and people just always um, looked at each other in a way where if they stared somewhere else they might lose sight of who's going to shoot them and you come into this place um, but not enough you gotta be uh, like I said I ran away motivated by leaving that place but if I only ran away not running to I would have not gotten anywhere running away is not enough and that's what I call being motivated to leave but to run to and have something to go to, I think that to me is inspiration. I was inspired to live a good life. I was inspired. And what th- that drove me to stand in grocery stores for hours learning about brands and what people eat and taking on new names of whatever, those tuna, fish fingers, all these things that I, by the way, added 60 pounds in two years. on that one. <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs>
2: 30, 30,
1: 30 pounds. I don't want to exaggerate. So, uh, but I, I, you know, when you're inspired to make it, you start You start doing things you didn't think you would just because you want to, you start observing things. Okay, so that's the grocery store. I got to go figure that out. What's a bank teller? What's a teller? Talker? No, it's not. I circle that. I ask. I learn that kind of stuff
0: so um again, um, so, to, so to what get I think their, to, I, to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go ahead What I think I hear you saying is that uh, and we hear this from a lot of our our listeners that are business owners mm-hmm. that are you know they're over age fifty, so they're starting to think, you know i, I don't want to I'm tired of running my business the way it is. I envision a, a new, a different, better life for my later mm-hmm. years, but I don't yeah. know what it looks like, and so what you're saying is that get that goal when you get that goal. Uh, and work on that and have that, that picture in your mind, something you want to run to, it makes it a lot easier to get out from where you're at right now and start your planning because you are you now have something to look forward to instead of just getting out of something. Is that
1: right? Yes, yes. So let me, if I may, uh, paint a picture on what that can look like uh for what you just described would be your listeners and those who are like me. I I got to that point where I scrapped everything before but thought there was value. There were so, so many lessons learned from being in that region and there were so many war stories that I transformed into best practices and ways of moving forward. What I'm saying is that I know from coming from that region, what a fast forward is for certain behaviors with community members or teammates in an organization. I know what the fast forward was. So now you gave me the look, tomorrow you brushed me off, then we don't talk to each other, then the company goes down. Where is that going? So in the beginning, I go, hold on, let's talk about this. So, but to get to the point where you're able to talk with someone where you assume value and the other person where you're trying to listen to the response with the most open mind and heart you're really going to go and look within first and find harmony within yourself you got to find these barriers to why am i always intimidated by this guy or this topic what is it about me that's causing that and then so so what i went through is that journey i for example i modeled what it takes to achieve peace, which I spoke about in nonprofits and various places of worship. What people need to be doing to achieve peace, the model is first to have a state, to have safety for people, to have justice for people equally, equal justice of no matter what the affiliation is, to have public order. And Mm -hmm. when you have public order, then people know there is order in that place. There are things that were rallied around where all are ordered into increasing the social, uh, um, cultural integration of our community, et cetera. So you have an order in the community or in the nation. Uh, So you have public order, safety, justice, and security. And security is for people living inside a country to know that they are living without being attacked by another nation somewhere. So these are the four ingredients, safety, security, safety to speak up and be around each other, security from outside enemies, public order, and justice for all, regardless of any affiliation. Those are the four ingredients for peace. And at that time, you achieve a state of mutual harmony on which peace can be sustained. I took that whole model and put it in for organizations. Organizations as people. And I tell people I work with and clients, please don't use war metaphors. Don't tell me you want to crush your competitor. Your competitor is a business. The business has an organization. Organization consists of organizations consist of people. Are you saying you want to crush people? Your neighbors? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go first and find out who you got in your company? Tap into their fullest potential. Explore their abilities and see what they're made out of to take you to the next level before you start talking like this about your community members, your competitors. Are you able to draw the best out of your people inside your organization? And that's the question that opens up the discussion. And that's when I map the model from peace to an organization. For an organization to have harmony, to achieve prosperity. Teams must first be able to feel, must feel safe about speaking uninhibitedly with each other, to say the craziest thing, to to offer an idea, to not be criticized, to uh, everyone around them to assume value in them. And that takes training and it takes leaders to set the right culture for that. The second component is security, which maps from sustaining peace. Security for an organization and a business is knowing that employees inside that company are protected from competitors, from external factors, from layoffs, that somebody is always thinking strategically and looking for their interests and their organization's interests to keep them in business. And then you got public order. And that's where I see a lot of executive making, executives making mistakes. It's just a, almost um, ironic because I have been around so many executives who want to rally their employees by telling them that they need to increase the EBITDA. We need to have our net income up by 20% in 2015. Let's go do it. And they have a rally. Are you serious? (laughs) You really think employees are going to be excited about financial gains? People have to have a burning desire from within to go and do anything like this. People need to be inspired to rise to a next level. And numbers don't do it. Where I came from, nobody gave his life or fought for acreage or financial gains. But when you make it a holy calling, they killed themselves in the process. Well wow. It has to be something, a calling from inside for people to just give from themselves, give themselves, give their hours and time and rally their family, support me. I'm going to be late at work today. It has to be from within. And the last part is uh, for people to feel just, no clicks. no black people uh, talking to black people or white people talking to white people or an Asian feeling like an outsider. People have to be seen and handled equally. They need to feel like they all are treated equally no matter what. And once you get all that, the four components you'll achieve a state of mutual harmony in your organization and then you will know who you want to go forward with to prosper who needs training and who you will say And a really honest conversation say listen i love you we've worked together you know i'm just um, i gave you safety, safety security but you know i it's not working out i want to ask you to see to look into having a career elsewhere and it will be an honest conversation then you will assemble the team on a based on, on a on harmony to, to to
0: achieve prosperity. Wow. That that is so powerful, Sam. I I felt like I just ah, went through you. a Ted like I just went through a TED talk right there. I was, uh-huh. uh, you uh, know, I and so I, I, I and I that, would right? encourage <laughs> I would encourage you if you haven't, I mean your story uh is is just it's so interesting and fascinating and gives Thank people you. such perspective that I'm really 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 happy you came on the show today. It's fantastic and I Thank would love you for to
1: saying that.
0: I would love to spend more time with you. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's episode, but I think we got the makings of a great profile here and I'd love to um I learn that. more at a future time with you if you wouldn't mind coming back Thank sometime.
1: You. Of course. Now, Thank you so much listeners? for your reinforcement.
0: Oh my cool. gosh. How, how uh, this is very very powerful. Um, How do our listeners um, get in touch with you?
1: Thank you for asking. It's uh, my website. samwazan.com, W-A-Z as in zebra, A-N as in Nancy.com. Sam Wazan. And I authored this novel that hit top 40 on Amazon, in number one in two categories. You can find me under that, Trapped in Four Square Miles, where I lived for 15 years.
0: Wow. Sam, and it's a fiction, know, though.
1: It's a fiction.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, but you, you know, your your life and your inspiration from that, and the way that you frame that back to uh, organizations working together, um, it, fantastic. Just just wonderful. Thank you. And thank again, for any of our listeners see, yeah. that that are association members, group members, and and you're looking for a speaker. Uh, could you imagine anything more dynamic than what, what Sam just talked about? So thank you. Sam, thank I you so much that. for coming on and uh I look my pleasure. forward to the next time we talk.
1: Thank you for yeah, the no opportunity. Pleasure.
0: Well my friends, uh what what a fascinating lineup of guests. I hope you were able to listen to the whole thing. Uh if you weren't, please go back and um and listen. Um as our shows are uploaded on a, an episode-by-episode episode basis at ExitCoachRadio.com. Uh, you know, uh, over a dozen professionals interview advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their tips, ideas, and precautions so that you can be well-planned in your business and personal lives. What do you call that? Well, we call it ExitCoachNetwork.com, and you can visit it and listen to all of the shows at any time because they're all recorded and archived. So join us. We, prom- we promise that you'll find something that will help you at ExitCoachNetwork.com, and that's going to do it for our show today. I want to once again thank all of our tremendous guests today. I'm inspired, and uh, and I've learned something. And I want to thank you, most of all, our listener and our hero, the private business owner, for listening in. We're here to help you so that you can be well planned, and we'll um, we'll be with you again very shortly. So. Thanks very much.
2: You're listening to exitcoachradio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute.
0: Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.